Welcome to the Auto Entrepreneur Podcast, the only podcast that gets to the heart of what it takes to run the world's best auto businesses. This is a show for real auto shop owners and real car enthusiasts who want to learn from the best auto entrepreneurs in the industry. So if you're ready for real stories from auto entrepreneurs knee deep in elbow grease, then stick around. This is the Auto Entrepreneurs Podcast. Put down your wrench and get ready to listen in as your host, Chris Von Wilpert, talks to one of the world's best auto entrepreneurs as they reveal how they have tuned and customized their business to run faster than the rest of the pack. Take it away, Chris. Yeah, so when when, when was it that you first kind of um, started Galpin Auto Sports? What year was it? Well, believe it or not, we've been customizing cars at Galpin uh, uh, for over 60 years. It actually started in 1953 uh, when Frank Galpin uh, actually customized a Ford convertible in the back of the shop and did you know, French headlights and bodywork and interior paint. And uh, that was the first uh, Galpin Custom, as it was called. But we actually uh, started to have it as a separate division, really only in about uh, 2004. So about uh, uh, actually 10 years ago, we started and uh, opened the doors about nine years ago to have really a, a one-stop shop uh, for customizing uh, here at Galpin. So under one roof, uh, we do everything from uh, uh, you know performance work to audio, video, electronics. Uh, paint interiors, uh, as, as, as we say, if you can dream it, we can build it, and uh, you know all kinds of custom things. Uh, uh, basically, any area of customizing that's uh, that's legal, basically. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. And how did you kind of first get into the industry? How did you kind of first get started? Well, again, it's been a tradition of Galpin. Uh, part of the strategy behind uh, customizing cars at the dealership was, uh, you know, we would customize them and put them in inventory. So you're going to see vehicles here at Galpin Ford uh, at the dealership that you wouldn't see at any other dealership. And that's really uh, how it started all the way through the, you know, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s to today. And uh, you know, that's been kind of the fun of it all. I, I grew up in the business here uh, with my dad as a dealer. And uh, when I grew up on the showroom floor, it was unusual if a car was stock. So a customized car, to me, was <laughs> how a car should be, you know? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, and I guess what have been, I guess, some of the biggest challenges you guys have come across in, I guess, trying to grow the business over the years? Well, in our, <laughs> in our personal case, sometimes it has to do with, uh, you know, laws that might restrict what we might want to do performance-wise. So we have to stay uh, within the laws uh, for, like, California emissions, which are quite, quite uh, stringent and things like that. Because yeah. if we could just uh, tune cars like the old days, uh, you know, we'd be getting a 1,000 horsepower out of, uh, you know, out of Mustangs and all kinds of crazy stuff. So we can't quite go that uh, that wild yeah. uh, today. <laughs> and now we just, uh, you know, have to have uh, bolt-on superchargers that are, you know, carb certified and things like that. So that, that's just one of the challenges that we that we face. So, we, you know, uh, but uh, that's part of doing business here in California. Okay, cool. Have you guys, I guess, had any other challenges in terms of trying to grow the brand to what you've built it to today? Well, certainly there was a period of time when that became a lot more difficult uh, during the uh, recession, you know, at the end of 2008, 2009. That yeah. was a particularly difficult time. And you really saw a change in, in consumer attitudes as well, where it used to be, you know, being flashy was cool. The, the bigger and flashier the wheels were, the better and flashier paint. And, you know, the more TVs you had, the better. Uh, those days are kind of gone. You know, there's still a little bit of left over, but, you know, people got more... Uh, you know, uh, 
or less flashy, I should say, and, and more focused on uh, performance, classic cars. So the business really evolved. Yeah. Uh, and uh, is different from what it was back then, but it's, uh, you know, it, it's still awesome. And now, now we're customizing and, and doing more fun with the classic cars, so it's all good. Okay, cool. And I guess what, what, what would you say has kind of made the biggest difference to how you guys have been able to um, grow and scale the business to what you're at now? Well, I think uh, reputation is the most important thing. So your, your customers yeah. are going to be your best source of advertising. And to me, I want to uh, have... Uh, our, our customers leave here just so excited about gas and Galpin and telling people about what a great job we do. In fact, we don't do a lot of advertising at all. Yeah. Uh, most of the business that we get is actually uh, word of mouth. And uh, our customers become our best salespeople and our best advocates. So the better job we do for them, the, the better off we're going to do in the long run. Okay, cool. And you guys don't have any sort of like referral programs or anything like that. It's just from really from word of mouth from customers who've you got who've used your guys' service and just spreading the word that way. Uh, that's a that's a major major source of our business. Of course, the dealership uh, themselves also um, uh, are a great source of uh, of customers for for gas. Yeah. Uh, but that most of that business is actually uh, word of mouth or a reputation or you know, uh, referrals from friends and family, that kind of a thing. So that's how we've grown our business over years is by uh, serving our customers, doing the best job that we uh, know how to do. Okay, cool. Um, and what I get, what are all the services you guys now provide to customers? I'm sorry, what are the services? Uh, what are all the services that you guys um, now provide to customers? So will you guys pretty much... Do, do anything on any car that comes in, or do you guys have any sort of anything you won't do? As long as it's legal and safe, we can pretty much do it. So we we have everything from you know doing uh, large uh, uh, builds for uh, uh, companies and corporations. We you know build cars for the United States Air Force for uh, oh, wow. uh, their displays and to help uh, them recruit uh, people interested in technology. Uh, we do customers' cars that are you know can be. You know, classic restorations to resto mods, uh, and then your everyday, you know, wheels and tires, electronics, uh, supercharging performance. So we really do yeah. uh, 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 cover all areas of customizing. And uh, if there there might be a particular area where we might not be uh, uh, the most expert in that field, mm. uh, but we have those that we work with and partner with that can uh, uh, that do that work at, at our degree of uh, uh, our level of satisfaction, uh, the high, which is the highest level that we uh, know how. And, um, you know, it really is all areas of customizing. And I do say, if it's a, you know, as long as it's legal and safe, we can do it. And if you can <laughs> dream it, we can build it is our tagline. <laughs> Okay, awesome. And has it always kind of been this way? You've always been able to you've always been able to provide the full range of services for customers, or have you guys kind of built up like built built this up over time? And you guys have kind of transitioned to doing everything. Well, we definitely uh, did it over time. And when we opened up the uh, showroom itself, yeah, um, yeah, we used to have dozens and dozens of vendors that we would go to for different things, and we really became our own vendor in that way. Yeah. Uh, now, obviously, we can't do everything, everything. So uh, let me give you an example carbon fiber and and beautiful woodwork dashes you know, that's a that's an artist that specializes in it yeah. uh, ferrari tuning we don't tune ferraris but we've got a place that we can go to that does that type of work you know because that that's not somebody that we would have on staff all the time yeah. uh, because most of what we do would be more uh, more on the american side of the brands that we carry yeah. so um sometimes you have to go to the outside but as much as possible we really try to do it all in-house 
Okay, cool. And I guess, but besides, I guess, word of mouth from from customers, do you guys do you guys have anything else that works particularly well in terms of finding new customers? Well, you know, there's certainly the online element, and uh, we've had a website that, to be honest, I'm not too thrilled about right now, but we've been working on a new website uh, uh, for the past uh, uh, number of months that I'm really excited about. So when that launches, uh, we're going to be doing more of a digital and uh, online campaign. Okay. Uh, but right now, the good news is we've got a, a full shop, and uh, and the uh, the work uh, stacked up nicely. So that's, uh, that's a good problem to have uh, when you've got the business already there right <laughs> yeah cool and how, how many cars do you guys are you guys working on at the moment well that's hard to say we literally do hundreds of uh, customized vehicles a month and uh, yeah. that's not doing full-on custom jobs obviously but you know that's everything from a simple tent and wheels and tires to you know a full-blown performance and custom builds or restoration so uh, my my guess is we do about uh, two to three hundred uh, custom jobs a month. Oh wow, wow, that's so cool! How many? Um, yeah, how big is your team there? Uh, we have thirty four on staff. Okay, cool. Um, I guess how I guess how would you kind of say the business has developed from I guess way back in the early days up until now? Um, yeah, the, the just just the whole the whole gas business. Well, the, the the recession was the kind of major turning point, obviously, and that's when we got kind of in survival mode. Yeah. And oddly, the the business that really was strong during that time was doing the corporate builds because the companies were looking for a unique way to market that wasn't as expensive as going on television and spending a ton of money. Yeah. So we would build these vehicles for them, and they would be their promotional items and get a lot of press and PR out of that. Uh, and then from there, you know, we've just seen the the business as the car business has just start to really uh, come back and people have more of an interest in having a, a personalized vehicle. And now the, the side of our business that's really taken off is doing more uh, restorations and working on classic cars, which I particularly find a lot of fun. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And when you first got when you first got started in the business, um, how how big was your team at that stage when you, when you first got involved? Uh, two. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it, it was before we we had vendors that we would go to, so there wasn't really a team here at, at Galton that would do it. Yeah. And I actually started off with two guys in the back of our uh, Jaguar shop uh, that started customizing vehicles. Gosh, probably uh, 15 years ago, about now, and uh, that's uh, that's kind of how it started, and we grew from there. Okay, and I so how I guess how do you kind of I guess transition from two to 34 and still be able to um, I guess have everything working like like clockwork? I guess one of the big things that a lot of owners have mentioned is just recruiting. Uh, Highly talented individuals in the industry is something that's really hard for a lot of people. I guess, how have you kind of been able to do that and, and, and grow the business? I agree with you. That's, uh, <laughs> that's our number one priority is making sure that we've got the best people working here. Yeah. And that's really been the, uh, the, the focus of, of almost everything that we do is making sure the team is the right team. Uh, well, when we did Tip My Ride, I mean, that kind of launched things. And that was uh, strange because we hadn't actually opened our showroom yet uh, when we got the, the TV show yeah so that actually we grew very quickly during that period of time and we also grew a very strong team during that time because uh, you, when you've got 10 days to take a car from a junkyard and turn it into, into a show car, yeah. there's not a lot of room for error. And you learn very quickly, you know, who's actually talented and who's a good, you know, BSer. Uh, <laughs> 
Um, yeah, you're just no mentioned. Worries. Yeah, you're just mentioning how you were. Um, yeah, you guys were taking a, like a car from a junkyard to like to a piece of art, and how you guys were able to do that in ten days. <laughs> yeah, right, well, right. Well, um, yeah, like I was saying, uh, the the team is really the most important aspect of uh, of what makes the company and, and the products great, right? And that's what I was yeah. saying when we did that pit my ride. Uh, we had such a short time, ten days, to take it from a junkyard <laughs> to a show car. Yeah, and you really got to test people out to find out, you know, are they really what they say they are? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, or they just good at BSing people, so yeah. uh, that was part of it. And, and you know, really, since then, uh, the 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 great thing was because of doing the show and the good reputation that we developed, yeah. uh, we've really been attracting some wonderful talent. So people have been coming to us, yeah. uh, looking for a place to call home, and uh, you know, we're really excited to just have built, uh, in my opinion, the best team in the industry. Yeah, that, that that's really cool. So you don't even have to advertise at all for. For any of your your crew members, well, we sometimes there's a particular you know type of talent that we're looking for that yeah. we go out go out and find. But we've been really pleased with uh, how many have actually come to us. Okay, cool. And how how did you guys, I guess, first get involved with um with a show like Pit My Ride? How were you guys, I guess, at that stage able to kind of um, get involved in that? Well, it was a, a little bit by coincidence, as most things are. Yeah. Uh, actually, there was a, a gentleman by the name of Alex Zielli who worked for Ford Global Entertainment uh, that uh, we had gotten to know and become friends with, and uh, uh, he. He uh, had also gotten to know the producers of Pink Pit My Ride, uh, uh, Rick Hervis and Larry Hochberg, yeah. and said, uh, you know what, you should really see what these Galpin guys have been doing. So they came over here, and uh, we had a meeting, and they gave them a tour of what we were doing, and what we were building, and what what, uh, what was coming, because it actually wasn't finished yet. Yeah. And uh, we just had a great time together. We really clicked. I was showing them all the wild vehicles that uh, we built, and it was kind of funny. And they'd say something like, uh, "Yeah, but we were the first ones to put a fireplace in a in a in a vehicle." And I said, uh, "Hey guys!" And I pull out a picture from Galpin's history. And go, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, well, my dad and the crew built this van with uh, with a fireplace back before we were even born in the '60s. You know, they said, "Well, yeah. What about a chandelier?" I'm like, look up above. There's a chandelier there too. You know, and so there were a lot of crazy things that we did back in the day. Sometimes they were for show vehicles, and sometimes they were actual, uh, 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 you know, like conversion vans that we were doing. So we just got along great. And a couple of weeks went by, and Larry showed up in my office and said, uh, Bo, what if we did the show here? You know? <laughs> great <laughs> but we had to start shooting in 60 days and i'm like no problem let's do it and uh, literally it came together that fast and we were shooting the number one automotive tv show in the world so, you know? <laughs> so it happened really fast and it was scary and, and uh, fantastic all at the same time okay cool and is, did you say do you bring a lot of people on board at that at that stage to to um for the for the show to work with you guys we had uh, we built the team very quickly after that fact. <laughs> that that was our quick growth period, and that's when we uh, uh, you know were able to kind of build the team from there. So you know yeah. we went from yeah, yeah I forget how many we had to add at that point, but that was that was definitely our biggest growth period. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, and I guess how do you how do you manage such a such a big team and and make sure everything's um. Yeah, working like clockwork each day at the shop. 
Well, I wish I could say things work like clockwork each day. <laughs> when you're building custom vehicles and, and things are, you know, you inherently run into something, uh, especially on all on the big project. But the key is how you handle it and making sure that in the end that we're having a, a product that our customers are absolutely in love with. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's what we focus on. And again, I don't know how you can, how anything like that could be exactly clockwork, but uh, again, it goes back to people and having good managers that really care about the customers and care about the product that they're that they're building yeah okay awesome um and i was, I was going to ask you do you have a have a favorite project of all time at all i'm sorry favorite what a, a favorite project of all time that that you've that you've worked on you know it was probably for me a big daddy ross orbitron and that was a custom built in the mid-60s, yeah. and it was lost in the late 60s for, geez, almost uh, 40 years, and it was found being used as a dumpster outside of a sex shop in Mexico. <laughs> so it was a really wild bubble top, uh, asymmetrical, with three lights on one side that were red, yellow, and, and uh, a red, green, and blue, meant to emulate color TV. Yeah. So that we did a full restoration job and got a lot of the original team that built the car uh, back in to restore the car and that to me was uh, literally a dream come true to be able to work with such legendary people on such a legendary car um so that was the, that that in that way was one of my uh, uh favorites and then i we have a, a, a another one i can't mention yet but it's going to be announced on april 10th uh, and that's a yeah. pretty major project that i'm really excited about as well and kind of goes back to a lot of galloping history but i'm not allowed to talk about it yet but april 10th <laughs> That's fine. Uh, and then, uh, and then the other, the other two that are most recent. Uh, one is our supercar, which is the uh, GTR one, which is uh, uh, based on a Ford GT, and, and it's our idea of what the GT could have uh, looked and performed like had it continued its evolution. So, a thousand horsepower, okay. uh, custom aluminum or carbon fiber body, and just a, just an incredible project. And then we built a hot rod called Iron Orchid, which is a 1934 Ford coupe, yep. and uh, that just came out um, honestly my favorite hot rod of all time uh, just so beautiful and couldn't be more proud of our team for what they built there so this is my top project <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's amazing the the um yeah the the amazing projects you guys are working on <laughs> all the time <laughs> It's a lot of fun, I'll tell you. My, my head spins half the time because I don't know if I'm coming or going. Uh, but, the good, but the good news is I couldn't imagine uh, a more fun job to have. And, 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 you know, it's just a dream come true. Cool. And do you have a favorite make and model of car that you enjoy, enjoy to drive yourself at all and any particular reason? Gosh, if I had to pick one, it'd be a Ford GT just because it's such an awesome uh, a sports car to drive with, with great manners. Yeah. Um, so that that as a sports car goes. And uh, if I had to drive a sedan, we uh, we have Aston Martin here as well. The Aston Martin Rapide is the coolest four-door I've ever driven in my life. So that was cool, <laughs> too. So I get a little spoiled when it comes to cars out here. <laughs> <laughs> cool. <laughs> Um, okay, cool. I, I, I guess I don't have too many other questions for you, babe, but I, was, I, how can, I guess, how can people, yeah, how can people find you guys if they're looking for, um, for gas to do work on their car? I guess what's the best way for people to, to find you guys? Well, best way would be our uh, website, which is galpinautosports.com, yep. and uh, that really will have the goods, and we should have our new website launched, uh, uh, hopefully very soon, and by the time 
you know, people hear about this, so we'll have our new website up and up and running. Awesome. Um, yeah, is I guess is is there kind of anything else that you wanted to add about what you guys? Oh, I lost you a little bit. Uh, yeah, is there anything else you you want to add about? Um, yeah, what you guys do or anything else that um I might not have covered? Um, yeah, just 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 anything else. Well, we we covered a lot, but um, <laughs> you know that's the fun thing about. Uh, our business is when I look in the shop, I'm always seeing something new and always working on a new project and something that we've never done before. So it's challenging, but to me, that's a lot of fun. So I can look in the shop and see an exotic car next to a pickup truck, uh, you know, next to a classic car. And that that's my favorite uh, time is when the shop's stacked with all kinds of different variety of vehicles. Uh, just because I'm a car nut, um, <laughs> I love them all. Okay, awesome. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Auto Entrepreneur Podcast. If you like what you've heard today, make sure to subscribe to the Auto Entrepreneur Podcast on iTunes to get access to every interview we do with the world's best auto entrepreneurs. Go there now and subscribe, and we'll see you next time.